I'm really, really excited to be doing my debut performances in Israel. I was actually meant to be touring there with uh, one of the American groups I performed with, Postmodern Jukebox. We had some shows in Tel Aviv and Haifa, which deeply, uh, sadly got cancelled. So this is now going to be my debut. And I'm actually, I'm delighted with the way it worked out because this music is really my home. It's that, um, that old school jazz, that freedom of the blues and loads of... Uh, improvising on stage and loads of meaningful storytelling in the lyrics and with an absolutely incredible international band. We've really worked very, very hard on preparing a show that will touch, move, inspire, spark joy and, and give everybody what they need at this time, which is you know, some absolutely beautiful art. Certainly there is a time now where uh, in Israel, when and how and coming back to cultural life, uh, whether it's in the suits, the mood of the time, but also um, much needed uh, music medicine or music therapy in a way. Well, yeah, music medicine is, is absolutely the right um, the right phrase for that. And I love it. I think I'm going to steal that, actually. <laughs> It's it's exactly what, what we need um, as a community. And music can sometimes feel like this accessory to life or this kind of extra, this like indulgent extra, but really it is a glue for us. It's something that transcends everything. You know, it, it transcends absolutely everything that tears us apart and it brings us back together. Music is untangible, but deeply moving. Um, and it can create laughter and tears and everything in between, the whole spectrum. So, you know, our, our intention with this is, is really to, to give that kind of escapism and invite people into our world of, of old jazz and blues and, and give people, you know, a good couple of hours of, of music medicine. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to be doing. So tell us how you as an artist tapped into and developed within this repertoire. Well, this repertoire is absolutely my home. I grew up in a in a family of musicians. Um, kind of started with my grandfather. My grandfather was a trombone player from the East End of London, and he uh, played trombone with all the greats, such as uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Barbara Streisand, uh, Shirley Bassey. He played with Frank Sinatra for the last 20 years of Frank's life, and um, my granddad was a, a huge inspiration to not just myself, but many musicians um, throughout uh, this country and throughout this genre. And so I, I kind of grew up around that jazz feel and that swing feel and that freedom of expression with improvisation being at the heart of it. Uh, my mum is a saxophonist. My dad's a trumpet player and arranger. And all the cousins play instruments. <laughs> you know, so you had really no choice crazy. to go <laughs> saying, no, I want to go to exactly. law school. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because my father, who was a, a very prolific uh, composer and arranger, as well as a trumpet player and piano player, he really was concerned about the landscape of music as an industry, as a, as a job and profession. And he was really encouraging of me to go and study something like law. Um, and I actually, I actually used to resent my parents for being musicians when I was very little because they would be on tour a lot, which is very ironic. I know it's not wasted on me that I now do this for a living and, and do it quite extensively. But I just, I, I really was like, oh, why, are they, why can't they have normal jobs? And um, when I when I grew up, I kind of got the bug for it was particularly big band music at the time. You know, it was like that Count Basie, that Ella Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra. I remember hearing it and thinking, this is the most exciting thing I've ever experienced being alive. I think I was 14 at the time. And that was it. That was it. I got the bug and it was nothing anyone could do or say, no matter how much my parents encouraged me. 
and um and I followed that thread and I, and I, here I am 33 years old now I just turned 33 last mm. week and um I'm just absolutely living and breathing this music so that's kind of my my entrance to it um I've had some amazing mentors along the way and I I'm so lucky that my career you know since I started performing professionally I was probably about 16 17 when I did my first sort of public shows so yeah, for, for half of my life I've been touring with incredible, you know, world famous artists, and I've been performing with, uh, you know, little jazz bands in pubs. It, it really varies as a jazz musician. It's, you know, <laughs> it's quite a music education, uh, hearing and yeah. knowing all of these artists and seeing that process from all of its perspectives. Absolutely, it was an absolute baptism of fire when I left music college. Um, the first job I got, touring job I got, was with Michael Bublé, and it was with a, a vocal harmony group which I sing with called the Papini Sisters, and uh, we we famously sang on his Christmas albums. Then we did a couple of albums after that, and we were performing at places like the O2 Arena. And I just left music college where you know I was being examined on how how high and fast I could sing my my notes that were like trumpet lines. You know what I mean? A really sort of intricate, detailed music just to sort of one examiner and then the next thing I know I'm on stage in front of 20,000 people at the O2 Arena with Michael Buble it was a really it was literally like jumping in the deep end of this career and um and I'm so grateful for that because it's now as I step into my my own space as an artist and perform my own concerts with my own fan base I feel like I've really got a thorough education and and experience as well of varied audiences knowing how to read a room put a set list together and you know, all the things that they don't really teach you at college, the kind of in- intuition that only comes from regular performing. Now, you mentioned this is your debut uh, appearance in Israel. This is also your first time here? Not my first time there, no. I've been traveling to Israel since I was, well, I think the first time I came, I was about 15. Um, and I am I'm very, very in love with Israel. And, and one day I would love to make Aliyah. I actually found out about um, the law of return in lockdown, you know, and saw that the application to the Agency of Israel went through the roof in lockdown. Get me out of London in my little one bedroom flat with no outdoor space. I was dreaming of, of Israel. But I've uh, since then, I, I visit probably about once a year and um, I absolutely adore Israel and I uh, just feel very connected to the space. It's an interesting one, actually, because when I was a little girl, um, people would say stuff to me about being Jewish or they'd say, oh, you've got Jewish curly hair or you've got a Jewish nose and things like that. And I didn't really know what that meant. Um, my mum experienced pretty horrific anti-Semitism when she was growing up in a in a rough part of London called Romford when she was young. And so my mum pretty much blocked it out of her life, which is obviously really sad and, and not uncommon. So when I was older and I started asking questions, being like, what's this about? You know, why am I, why are people saying that to me? And like, you know, um, I started to have to kind of do my own research and find out my own route to my Jewish identity. And before I asked those questions and found out, I'd actually been taken on a holiday, like a classic vacation to Israel, but with my non-Jewish family. But it was really strange because everybody spoke to me in Hebrew. (laughs) And I was like, what's going on here? And um, I I remember when I came back after doing this deep dive into my Jewish identity and finding out about my ancestors and about the move from Russia at the turn of the century, etc. When I returned, I really did feel like I was returning to 
to to family in Israel, and it was it was just a real sense of belonging, and something that I kind of I, I kind of got the hint at before I even knew about my Jewish identity in its in its fullness. So I'm very I feel very close to Israel, and I'm I'm I feel really moved that I'm going to be performing these eight concerts out there, um, and that's the first thing I'm going to be doing this year, and and what a way to start.